Sports Talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. Chuck Cannon solo today, back with you as we kick off the noon hour on 1700, the champ. A busy hour coming up as we have John Miller. He'll come up in about 10 minutes or so. Plenty to get into with John. A look back at last night. The Iowa win over Pittsburgh as they win at 69-68. Talk about that. Not a great defensive performance, certainly in the first half, out of the Hawkeyes. Then from there, they come roaring back the other side, and they play incredibly well defensively in the second half. Not great on the offensive end, but do enough, get the victory. Nick Bear, a big part of that with a couple of big three-pointers. So we'll talk about that. A look forward to this stretch now for Iowa basketball, and it revs up in a big way. You go from a pit team that's still incredibly young, Probably still not going to win a ton of games in the ACC this season, though I was impressed by Capel. A lot of times you'll see guys that are quote-unquote retreads, and you're not sure how it's going to work. But during that time off and going back home and going back to Duke, the way that they were incredibly fundamentally sound against the zone defenses that I was throwing with them, I was impressed by Capel, a guy that didn't end great for him at Oklahoma before that VCU, before he got the Oklahoma job, really got that VCU program up and running for what Shaka Smart then turned it into and what we've seen still today. But uh, impressed. I, I thought he, he had a nice group out there. And Xavier Johnson, he's going to be a headache for however long he stays. He's a really, really nice-looking player, certainly for Pitt. Uh, we'll get into that, but the stretch for Iowa. Starting Friday night, Wisconsin on deck first. First Big Ten game of the season then Michigan State on the road. And every single year, that's one you put in pen as an L. Now, once in the past 20 years, you've been wrong. A couple years back when they went up there to East Lansing, got the victory. But for the most part, you see this time in and time out. That's an L for the Hawkeyes. And then, of course, a week from Thursday, it'll be the Cyhawk game in Carver. Two of the three are in Carver. The one on the road at Michigan State. Winded hand against Pittsburgh. This Wisconsin game has huge ramifications because you lose that one. I mean, you're, you're staring an 0-2 start in the face. We'll talk about that. We'll talk football. We'll get John's thoughts on the win against Nebraska. Some bull projections, a whole lot more on the Hawkeyes coming up with John Miller. Then after that, Bill Bender will be by. We'll talk college football with him. Speaking of college football, so uh, story going on, Riley, uh, Lincoln Riley said on his uh, show, his Coaches Colin show that they hadn't that they had heard back from the Big Twelve and they they will be penalized for the horns down on Saturday if the Sooners do it. Now there's all this back and forth. Will it actually happen? I mean, look, I get it. You don't want taunting. Okay, fine. But horns down is that really taunting? When Will Greer did it in the West Virginia game, there was a lot more than just the horns down, right? I mean, he he was going over and he was woofing at the fans. All right, you want to take that away from the game? Are we this high on a pedestal, sitting on Mount Pius looking down? You can't make a hand signal. What, is it going to hurt their feelings? Are they, are they going to freak out? Are they going to have a mental breakdown? No. Come on. I love what the NFL has done in the touchdown celebrations and opening it up. And though, again, with the Salvation Army bucket, he used a prop with Zeke last week. Okay. Let these guys have fun. Some fat guy for uh, Clemson last week scored a touchdown. He did the Heisman post. He's not winning the Heisman. And he gets flagged for it. Was Desmond Howard flagged when he did the Heisman pose back in the 90s against Ohio State? We had Keith Jackson there making the call in that game. He wasn't up in arms. Have we, have we really softened this much? The term snowflake is stupid. But come on. I mean, this is snowflake kind of stuff. 
you make a play and you want to make a horns down, you're in Oklahoma sooner, let them do it. Let them do it. We'll see officially what turns out of that. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But we will uh, talk about that more with Bill Bender coming up here at about 12.30 or so. Quick break, though, so we have time to talk with John Miller from Hawkeye Nation. He's up next as we continue Trent Cotton and running solo today on 1700 The Champ. Catch play-by-play coverage of select NCAA games right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. Take out those festive sweaters, gather your family, kids, and pets because it's time for the ARL Santa and Paws holiday photos. Santa will even be making an appearance. By having your photos taken, you'll be supporting the homeless pets at the ARL and will end up with great photos for your holiday cards this year. Multiple dates, times, and locations are available during November, so schedule your time now at arl-iowa.org slash Santa. It's the holiday sales event at Ford. It's a big deal, and we're busy making preparations to get you the best deals of the year. Because unlike Santa's presents, ours don't just magically appear. At Ford, ours are built in real factories, where pickup trucks come with best-in-class towing and payload, where SUVs are built with available features like terrain management and driver-assist technologies, and where every bolt, stitch, and line of code is tested and test it again. But you don't have to write Santa a letter to get these presents. Naughty or nice, just come see your Ford dealer during our holiday sales event for our best offers of the year. Ford, built for the holidays. Built Ford proud. Best-in-class towing and payload when properly configured. Classes light-duty pickups under 8,500 pounds GVWR based on Ford segmentation. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. The holidays are a joyous time of year spent with family and festive celebrations, but it can be a difficult season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Amanda the Panda, a program of Every Step Grief and Loss Services, needs donations for its cheer box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit everystep.org slash grief and loss or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's everystep.org slash grief and loss. 
This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. Check out it solo today here. 1700, the champ. We continue taking you up until 1 o'clock today. Then it'll be Jimmy B and TC. Brinson will join me from 1 until 2 o'clock. Before the drive, me and Wolfgang get you home each and every weekday from 4 until 6 o'clock. Right now, we're talking Iowa Hawkeyes football and basketball with John Miller as he joins us here today. Good afternoon, John. How you doing, Trent? Good. Uh, can't complain. Iowa, though it wasn't a thing of beauty, it's not going to be one. You'll be bouncing your grandkids on your knee talking about it's a win. They beat Pitt last night. And now get ready for really the big next three-game stretch for the Hawkeyes with Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa State all on tap next. First half was... Uh, Ugly defensively, certainly looked a lot like the team we saw all last season. Yeah, you know, 31 games are not all going to look good. Um, but, you know, seasons that turn out to be good seasons, you win sometimes when you're when you're not your best in that first half, giving up 46 points. You know, the, the ball penetration that Pittsburgh was able to get off the top, whether it was man-to-man or the zone defense, was really disappointing. And it looked a lot like last year for sure. And... And then miraculously, somehow, it came the second half, and Iowa held Pittsburgh to just 22 points in the second half. Now, they only scored 29 themselves, but still, that's a pretty dramatic turnaround. And just, you know, this season, Trent, thus far, I think we've seen several things now through six games that should lead us all to believe that this team, I think from a mental toughness standpoint, is not like last year's mentally fragile team. 
We saw that that kind of song and dance a whole lot last year. It, it was a back-and-forth high-scoring first-half affair. And then coming out of the locker room, for whatever reason, Iowa kind of wilted at times. It, it, they just they go on a run, and it goes from a six-point deficit like it was last night. And just like you, before you know it, three, four minutes in, it was up to double digits. And for all intents and purposes, the game was over. Is that McCaffrey? Is that maturity? Where would you, it's not blame, where, where, where would you put the, the change out of this group this year? I think there's a lot to be said for deciding you don't want to do that again. You don't want to go through that again. It's easier said than done. I do, you know, they, they've played far more zone for much longer stretches this year than last year. And I'm sure that you recall me saying, oh, about 75 times this out of season that Iowa should just commit to being a, a zone team and leave it at that and just be average on defense. And so they certainly made that. I, I think the guys just decided they weren't going to go out like that. I don't know if it was a lack of communication. I do think the Christian Williams transfer right before the season um, really affected the chemistry of that team. Uh, I think that Fran could have handled um, his oldest son Connor's involvement with the team a little better uh, from some conversations that I've heard from several people, and the story's the exact same, so I don't doubt it. I think that Connor came in and was basically uh, was told he's the backup point guard, and that didn't sit well with some people. So regardless, the guys that were back this year, which was really all of them, except uh, you know there was one player that transferred out uh, over to Drake, and, and that guy wasn't going to really be playing all that much. They all came back. They all decided we're not going to go out like that again this year. This team it has more grit to them, more toughness, and maybe that just comes from being one year older. And um, they put a lot of time in the weight room, too, as you can tell. Yeah, I, it's noticeable along a lot of different guys. Even Bohannon, a guy that doesn't have you know a real big frame by any means. You can see he's noticeably bigger. But speaking of physical teams, they're going to see one of those on Friday night with Wisconsin coming in. Boy, does this feel like a huge matchup. With what you have looming on Monday with Michigan State, the two early games, you can't dig yourself an 0-2 hole and trying to dig out of that with 18 more games still to go to get to an NCAA tournament team. Biggest game in Carver in a while, it feels like, at least to me, with the Badgers coming in. Well, yeah, since last year they really didn't have a shot. The year before was a rebuilding year, so it's certainly been since uh, you know Woodbury's senior season that year. Uh, Iowa hasn't gone undefeated in November since, I think, what, 04, 05, something like that. Wow. Or maybe maybe oh three oh four. Uh, it's been a long time, and to to get to seven and zero, and to have wins against um, four Power Five programs and two ranked teams, that was what it would be would be pretty significant. Uh, Wisconsin also, like Iowa, a disappointing season last year, and much like Iowa, looking much better this season. Um, it probably won't be ugly or probably won't be pretty. It's going to be ugly. We, we already know that it's going to be a physical contest. So, yeah, this is this is one of the biggest games in at least three years in there. So from uh, basketball, let's jump over to a little bit of football and want to get your perspective. First of all, on what you saw, Sat Black Friday, sorry, caught myself there, Black Friday, the win against Nebraska, 31-28. But I talked to some Iowa fans that said it felt a little bit hollow just because of the way that Nebraska came back. I don't mean, my gosh, what, what are people going to complain about next? It's just like they won the game. It doesn't matter how they won it. They won it. At times they looked dominant. And, yeah, then it, there were times when the, they didn't look dominant. So it's 
called football. So if you're going to sit here and start feeling that a victory like that against someone that you really don't like, whether it's by 20 points or one point, is hollow, it's time for you to do something else. It's time for you to start having other things in your life that are far more productive because that's just ridiculous. I think you're talking to some of my buddies out there, no doubt. No doubt about it. Oh, I mean, if I, I was starting to wonder if I was talking about you for a second. No, we were no, 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 not at all. Not at all. A win against Nebraska is a good one. You know, I same thing. People have a problem with the fake field goal. I get it. Three scores. Hindsight's twenty twenty though. Up until that point, after the first two drives, Iowa had adjusted defensively, and they were shutting Nebraska down. You're making them drive 97 yards down the field if you don't get it. That's one thing, John, and I know you deal with this a lot more than I do. The hindsight 2020 people, of course it's easy to go back and say, oh, what a terrible decision that was. At the time, though, I didn't see it as nearly a big a deal as a lot of people made it out to be. I mean, it, it was certainly a, cur- a curious decision that at the time, I think you can debate it, debate it both ways. And given the situation, for the majority of the Ferentz era, absolutely it would have been a lock that he's kicking that ball. Right. I, I'm not going to criticize them for being different, for, for being more aggressive, for trying to score more points. When for the previous 17, 18 years, the, the pile of criticism has been they're too conservative. They play things too much like the book. It's NFL percentages. You can't do both things. I, I certainly am not going to, and when I see people doing it that way, it really does irritate me. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, joining us. Uh, look forward to the bowl game, John, and a possibility of getting to 9-4, and four, getting maybe sneaking into the top 25. You know, the, there, there's a couple arguments. Kirk Ferentz has been in the top 10 nationally, 5 of 19 seasons. The other, time, other side to look at it is, but he's only been ranked six out of those 19 seasons. Only one other year they finish in the top 25. A chance to get into the top 25 to finish of the year. Do you look at that as something that, that could be important overall for the resume? Important not really a term I would use. I think that, you know, I can't recall if Kirk had, if they have to have a 600 winning percentage as a head coach to be considered for the Hall of Fame. I think there's – I need to see that a little bit. Uh, more and more detail, but if, if that's not a rule, he's like at five nine nine something right now. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He doesn't really need anything else for the resume. Yeah, it would have been nice to see things more consistently, but this this will be Iowa's what sixth consecutive season winning at least seven games. Now I know that there are some eye rollings going on right out there right now. I can see you. Mm-hmm. Just chill out for a second. That's only happened one other time in the history of Iowa football. One other time in the history of Iowa football, has Iowa had six consecutive or more seasons of winning at least seven games. And the other time was 81 through 87. And so it's, yeah, it's, it, you, want, you, want, uh, you don't want to see a six and one slide to an eight and four, um, but it happens. Uh, I, I thought this was an eight and four team before the season. Am I disappointed that Iowa went from six and one to eight and four? Yes, but I can be both simultaneously disappointed but also remind myself there were reasons, there were things with this team that you saw or you didn't think it had or you were concerned about that led you to pick them eight and four in the first place. Like a defensive line interior, I was not so sure how it was going to hold up against the rush with the young linebackers. Like an offensive line that had a ton of question marks and how were they going to do against the run? Well, both of those instances probably cost Iowa at least one game this year. 
Or how about Nate Stanley missing the wide, most wide-open throw he'll ever make on yeah. the Statue of Liberty fake to TJ Hawkinson? You do that, you probably win the game. Or how about not turning it over on first and goal at the three against Penn State the very next play you throw a mind-blowing interception? Or how about Peter, 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 get away from the punt against Wisconsin and then and Byer act, you know, runs into it and Wisconsin scores from a short porch? Any one of those three things happens, Iowa may be 11-1. and one. Um, So, you know, it's not all on the coach. They got a good coach. They've been consistent. If that's not good enough for some people, hey, that's their call. John Miller from Hawkeye Nation. John, bowl destination, holiday, is that what you're hearing? It's going to be the holiday or outback, and I, you know, we've got to see if the Big Ten gets three into the playoff. I don't think they're going to. Uh, I think Penn State will be on the outside looking in Penn State to the Citrus, likely Northwestern then to the Outback and Iowa to the Holiday. It's a little more complicated than it used to be. The Holiday really, 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 really wants Iowa, and they have for a while, and the Big Ten is taking a a much more um, involved role in bowl selection the last three or four years than they did you know, the previous decades. So I think it's going to wind up being the Holiday Bowl. Yes, uh, that that would be a destination they haven't been in quite a while. It's something new, something different. I think that'll be a good thing and generate some excitement going into 2019. John, as always, thank you so much for your time. We'll do it again soon. See you, Trent. Bye-bye. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, as we talk the world of Hawkeye athletics. You know, Holiday Bowl, San Diego, last time was, what, 1991 for the Hawkeyes in that one? A little different. A little different. A lot of Florida throughout the years. There was that long stretch of Texas for a number of years. I wonder how I was going to travel. Eight and four is a good year, not a great year. Didn't surpass expectations. Iowa fan base is known to travel. We know Iowa State's going to be traveling. I mean, they're going to be going to their best bowl game in a long time, since the Peach Bowl in the 1970s. wonder how Iowa travels. If it is holiday, is it 10? Is it 15? Is it 20,000? I'd probably go under certainly on that. Something to keep an eye on. We get the break. College football talk continues. The playoff rankings are out. We'll get into it with Bill Bender next. Nets and hoops, tallies and hoops. College basketball lives here on the Panther Sports Network. 1700, the champ. Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive. We bring out your best, the look that's really you. You can lease a car, lease a computer, you can even lease a business suit. So why not lease a hair system? Mr. Executive in Windsor Heights is proud to offer you this new opportunity. For just $200, you can enjoy real hair for 90 days. After 90 days, you can keep your new hair system with a $200 fee going towards the purchase price. Call Mr. Executive at 274-4049 or visit them at 6983 University in Windsor Heights. Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. 
Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. Improve visibility and save $8 instantly when you replace your worn wiper blades with a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get premium blades that ensure clear vision in any weather and save $8 instantly on a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply, see store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash does overpaying for something make sense we don't think it does at charterhouse real estate that is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about gone are the days of six or seven percent to sell your home we charge 24.95 plus three percent don't worry if that sounds a bit odd just know that on average our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us the best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight, and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraine. Looking to lose weight or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. with you on 1700 the champ Trent Condon running solo here today we got Jimmy B and TC coming up 
from 1 until 2 o'clock and then the drive from 4 until 6. Right now, time to talk college football. The penultimate rankings were released yesterday by the College Football Playoff Committee. No intrigue in the top four. The intrigue certainly came at five and six. Here to talk about that and a whole lot more, he's the national columnist for the Sporting News. He's Bill Bender. Bill, good afternoon. Hey, yeah, I'm doing well, Trent. How are you? Can't complain. Uh, Things going well, certainly, and and excited for championship weekend in in different fashions. We'll get into some of the matchups. But first, let's take a look back at what we saw last night. Any surprise to you? The big question was, where was Oklahoma going to be? Where was Ohio State going to be? Surprised at all with the decision that the committee came out with? I'm surprised at the tone of the decision afterwards. So, I, you know, Trent, I watched what I watched at Ohio State on Saturday, and maybe the emotion took over. And I thought, you know, maybe they'll be four or five. Um, not only did the committee put Oklahoma over them, I think they made it hard for the Buckeyes to jump Oklahoma. And I say that because Texas is, you know, ranked higher. So in theory, Oklahoma's playing a tough opponent than Ohio State. There are some people that think Ohio State goes out and puts up 70 on Northwestern, they'll get in. I'm not sure that's going to be enough. That's just me. So are we talking, what was the whitewashing we saw a few years back when they beat Wisconsin? I mean, is it going to take that kind of Herculean effort and Oklahoma to get a, I don't know, a lucky win? Would that even be enough? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, TCU that weekend beat, wasn't it Iowa State? They beat, they beat Iowa, Iowa State, State yeah. yeah. But Oklahoma's playing in a championship game mm-hmm. against a Texas team that beat them. So it's kind of like they get a chance to correct their mistake. I th- it's a tough one for me, Trent, because I think, I honestly think if Ohio State and Oklahoma played, probably pick the Buckeyes, but if we're talking about who I think probably deserves that spot, and then you kind of fold in that I just know how, they won't, they'll never say this ever, but I just know how people operate. Do you want to see Tua and Kyler on the same field? You uh, kind of do. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to go into the thinking whether we believe it or not. Bill, can't we just uh, say, you know what, Northwestern and Texan, Texas, you guys play a neutral site game and. I don't know, St. Louis or something. We'll have Ohio State play Oklahoma. Can't we just do that instead this weekend? Yeah, play for the Big 11 championship. (laughs) They'll they'll just meet it in the middle and play for that. I like it. Well, I wrote an article today saying, and you and I and and Ken have talked about this at length, but I think I would rather watch the top eight teams that they ranked last night play this weekend than what we have and just call it right there. We can call it right there. You know what? Washington would be mad. The Pac-12 would be mad. But Florida would be mad because they're nine. But if you're nine, you can't really be that mad. And I would take that top eight right now on campus over conference championship weekend. And I think that's one potential fix. The other being, you know, maybe eliminate divisions. The Big 12 is ahead of the game there. Yeah. Um, but if we do that, then we got to watch Michigan-Ohio State again. And I don't know... You know, for all those of us that want to protect the regular season, I would say this. If they were playing again this weekend, I don't know if Ohio State would have smacked them around in the fourth quarter as much as they did last weekend. No, you wouldn't think so. I, I, I think you'd see a big bounce-back effort out of the Wolverines, but a rematch from what you just saw it takes away the intrigue of that regular season matchup because 
you know, you'd be getting it the following week, and, and it just, and then you get into it'd be all kinds of tiebreakers, and and that's never fun. I mean, we're really breaking down tiebreakers to see, say, this was a year where Wisconsin wasn't a huge disappointment. They were also sitting there, and they were ten and two, or Iowa was ten and two, and and then we're fighting about who should be in that second spot opposite Ohio State in there, and you get into tiebreaker scenarios. That's not very fun either. There seems to be, there has to be a better system because. I mean, can you remember a weekend where you were excited top to bottom about the conference championship weekend that, oh boy, we we got five great championship games involving the power conferences. Has there ever been a weekend like that? No, and that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't mix well with the playoff. It's every matchup with the exception of Georgia-Alabama is one-sided. And even that one's kind of two-sided because you figure if Alabama loses, it's pretty... I think most people think they're going to get in, even if they lose, and I kind of do too. Um, so I just think it makes it that much more intriguing um, if you just did, like I said, just throw eight out there this weekend, put them on campus. You, if you seeded it out, and I was telling somebody on the last tip that you'd have this weekend on campus, you'd have Alabama UCF. Awesome. And, and too bad Milton's not there. Right. Yes. You'd have Michigan at Clemson. I think people would dig that. I think you'd have uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame. That's not too bad. And Georgia-Oklahoma. Rematch of the Rose Bowl. Nice. And then you give them, I say after that, you give the losers done. The winner plays on New Year's Day or whatever. Or then we just go back to where we're at. And then you could cut out like four or five bowls. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes total sense. But, you know, it, it is the system with the system that we have right now, and four teams getting in, there is going to be an Ohio State-Oklahoma debate every year. And somebody, But I don't know. I just don't think either one of those teams is complete, and I don't know that the loser has that much room to uh, complain. Bill Bender joining us from the Sporting News. We're talking college football here. Latest rankings out from the college football playoff committee. Oklahoma at five, Ohio State at number six. Bill, let's uh, speaking of, of bowl games and playoffs and scenarios that are out there each and every week throughout the season, you put out your bowl projections at SportingNews.com. First, before uh, we get into the local level with Iowa and Iowa State, you know, there's so many parameters anymore. It's not like the old days where, I mean, there, there were times that we'd see a bowl announcement in October. You know, a team's going to be playing there, and they already locked it up way back in the day, 25, 30 years ago, how different that was. But there's so much minutia now, and bowls can select certain teams from certain conferences only a certain amount of times over a five, six-year stretch, all those kind of things. I mean, do you have those down to a T? Do you have to reevaluate them every week? How does that work as you're digging through and, and putting together your bowl list? Oh, it gives me a headache. And, you know, uh, this week in particular, I mean, pretty much now you have an idea of where some teams might go, but they, I always tell people to get bent out of shape about those. It's, it might say Big Ten three or Big Ten four, but that rarely matters. I mean, last year, you know, Iowa could end up anywhere from, I don't think they're going to go to the Pinstripe Bowl again. They could end up anywhere from the Red Box Bowl to the Outback Bowl or anything in between. And, uh, well, same with Iowa State on the other side. I think they've, they've kind of moved up the chain a little bit, but it'll depend on, you know, the Big Ten will sacrifice a spot in those lower-tier bowls if they get Penn State in the New Year's Day 6, and same with the Big 12. So for the people getting all bent out of shape on my timeline, I just tell them, you know, this, this is the best guess, and we'll put them in as we go. You know, and for Iowa, you have them currently slated to go to the Outback Bowl, a place that they've been 
a lot throughout the years and take on Hawkeye alum Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats, but you know the Citrus Bowl very well could be in play. There's still a possibility if Penn State does get one of those New Year's Six games, if they get in, everybody moves up. If Ohio State gets in the college football playoff, Michigan jumps up to the Rose Bowl game. I mean, on and on and on. There's just there's so many factors here. It's got to be incredibly difficult. Do you get any? Do you call committee members? Do you get any insight that way, or is it just too much of a mess to even try to go down that route? I don't call the playoff committee members, but I do. You know, talk to say the Citrus Bowl. Like they sent me an email that I had an ACC team in there last week, and uh, you know sometimes they put an ACC team in there, but they let me know that that's probably not going to happen this year. And you know, so so, but that's you know because they had one in there two years ago, so. That's some of those bull ties you were talking about that they remind you, hey, we can't do this. That's always helpful to me. I don't get bent out of shape about it. There's a lot to keep track of. Bill, let's uh, jump to the games this weekend, what we actually will see, not what we want to see, including Ohio State, Oklahoma. Let's start Friday night. Uh, Utah-Washington for the Pac-12 championship. Neither of these teams are going to be in the playoff. Both teams, Washington, I guess a disappointment with three losses to many people, but they can still go to the Rose Bowl. Huge accomplishment, and certainly Utah getting a Rose Bowl. I think that would be a great story for a team continuing to build. We know the success that Whittingham has had there throughout the years, how he has built that program from the Mountain West to what they are in the Pac-12. What are you looking for Friday night with the Utes and the Huskies? Well, I think the Huskies won that game in the regular season. They've got a really good, healthy team now. They had a healthy team against Washington State. That was one of the things that did get right last weekend. I didn't get right that I, I couldn't have predicted they had they would had a you know an avalanche there in Pullman, <laughs> but uh, it, that was awesome. But I, I think uh, Washington's going to win this game, go to the Rose Bowl, and Chris Peterson. Even on a year where some might say they were down, well, they only lost three games by ten points. So I think it's just a nod to his continued steadiness, which. It's trickled down. I mean, I'll give you a bonus point here. I mean, Boise State's probably going to win the Mountain West Conference, and that's what they do. And I think Washington's getting to that point in the Pac-12 where it's kind of just what they do. Bill, uh, to Saturday morning, and no, I'm not going to ask you to break down the Drake-Iowa State game, unless you want to. You want to, Bill? <laughs> I think Iowa State's going to win. There's my breakdown. <laughs> nailed it. You absolutely nailed it there. They're a 42-and-a-half point favorite. Let's go to the other uh, Big 12 teams that are in action, and that is Texas-Oklahoma. How about this to the start of the day? As much as we just talked about how great the matchups would be if we had quarterfinals here this weekend, the, of all the games, and luckily I don't have to be locked and said, you can only choose one game. This is it for me. Texas-Oklahoma for a Big 12 championship, possibly for a payout, playoff berth. For Oklahoma, so much intrigue in this game. I, I'm so looking forward to this one. This is number one to me. And Kyler's still got a chance at the Heisman, depending on who you ask. Now, that to me is a Kyler to a Haskins three-way debate, but uh, I, I still have two out in front. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you get those two fan bases rematch, playoff on the line. In one way, if Oklahoma wins, they're probably in the playoff. In the other, if Texas wins, then we get to say Texas is back once and for all. Um, and it's in Jerry World. That's that's a great call, Trent. I, I'm with you in a lot of ways. If I could only watch one, and I'd probably watch that one because I have a feeling Alabama's going to take care of business from theirs. Yeah, I'm there. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Oklahoma is favored by eight in this game. I mean, you go back just to when these teams played earlier this year in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. It's 
Tom Herman as an underdog here. Over-under is also 77.5. It's just absolutely awesome part with that part of it here. Do you like Herman in the underdog role again? We know historically how good he's been. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be in the mix. I do like Oklahoma to win this game, though, and I think there's been a little barking back and forth, kind of passive-aggressive, which yeah. isn't my style. It's not Barry Switzer's style either, but I think, uh, I think Oklahoma's going to win this game. But And then, like I said, you know, set up the app the evening because I think if Oklahoma wins by like 10 or 14, I, I, I don't know what Ohio State can do to, to beat that. Unless it's like 63 to 49. 63 49. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Hey, That's speaking not, of that. that yeah, that, I, you laugh, Trent, but I <laughs> yeah. mean, I know what I just watched in Morgantown. Yes, yes. I, I brought this up Monday. Bill. I know you like to uh, take a look at at the gambling side of things, too, and the point spreads that are involved. If Oklahoma and Ohio State were actually playing this weekend, what would the over-under be in that game? I mean, I was talking yesterday. I think they could put it at 90, and I don't know if they get an under bet. I don't know if the boys in the desert will get a bet on the under, even if you put the total at 90. How nuts is that? Whenever I pick a game, the first thing I do when I look at the line is I, I do a final score in my head. And then I kind of work backwards from there. So, like, right when you said, what would, where did you put it, 93? Um, yeah. I, the score that popped in my head immediately was 48-41. Either all. way, probably, I would probably pick Ohio State to win. That's the problem with this debate, is I would pick Ohio State to win if they played head-to-head. And some of that's just because I think they are a little bit better defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... Oklahoma has the better resume, has the better, hey, we didn't lose by 29 to the team. Hey, you know, we, the defense thing to me is also partly, and you know this from watching the Big Ten, that I think Oklahoma plays better quarterbacks than what Ohio State faces. I don't know of a good Big Ten quarterback other than that Ohio State faced other than I mean, Shea's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else. I mean, McSorley, and yeah, McSorley was a good quarterback, and look what he did to him. Let's uh, move from there to a game that we actually will get to see, and that's Alabama-Georgia. You mentioned you think Alabama's going to run away from this one. Nearly a two-touchdown favorite down in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Georgia, I mean, one of the quieter 11-1 seasons that I can remember out of the Bulldogs. Yeah, you know, and they, they're a good football team, and they're capable of winning that game. That, that, you know, they can't make too many mistakes. So I'm not worried about them offensively. I think they'll be able to run the ball, mm-hmm. you know, convert some third downs and that kind of thing. And what I am worried is I don't know that they can stop Alabama. I just don't – I don't know what the number is where they're going to need they, – they kind of need to turn this into a shootout. I think Alabama will win a shootout. Um I think Alabama's going to win by about 10 to 13. So the way that line moved, it caught my attention because I'm like, yeah, it's about right. I, I'd say something. I don't forget what I put on my score, like 38-21, 41-21. I think Alabama takes care of business, moves on, and uh, really gets their choice. And if they lose, you will hear Nick Saban on SportsCenter within 10 minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, he'll he'll be there and he'll be politicking, and that'll be wonderful to see him up there and, and talking about his squad. What do you think? Uh, any chance at all we see Justin Fields in this game d- to do something different? If 
they look up and it's 21-3, and they need to do something. Could it be Fields that Georgia turns to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, they're going to do some wrinkles and try to catch, break some tendencies. They have to, because if you just play tendencies, Alabama knows those. And I and I know, you know, last year in that game, it was ugly early. I went, I went back and watched some of that, and Georgia was controlling the line of scrimmage. They have to do that on the offensive line. They got some big runs from Michelle and Chubb in that game, and they've got running backs and Swift and Holyfield that can do that again. Um, but I just think you know, they're you know, they're up against the task on the other side of the ball. They haven't had a consistent pass rush all year, and with that in mind, when you're playing a team that can throw it around like Alabama, you're in trouble. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. You can throw it around like that. You can do a lot of good things. Finally, the nightcaps and uh, Bill. What's a better game? What what turns out to be more compelling? The Big Ten Championship game with Ohio State in Northwestern or Pitt-Clemson? Which game's closer? What's what's the one that's going to get TV1 uh, as we get into the second half? Oh, Big Ten. I think, you know, especially if Northwestern comes out to play. You know, that's a good team. A lot of intangibles. Uh, going to be fired up about their first appearance. I don't think they're going to win. I know they know they're up against it. But, I mean, there's also the possibility that Ohio I mean, that was Ohio State's best possible game last week. I don't think they can play better than they did against Wolverine. So, you know, maybe they'll hang around for a while. I don't think Ohio State's going to beat Northwestern 59 to nothing. I think they're going to control the game and maybe win by, like, 20. But, if, like I said, if Oklahoma wins by 10 and Ohio State wins by 20, I don't think that exchange rate's enough for uh, Ohio State to, to leapfrog Oklahoma. Going to be fun, no doubt about it. Bill Benner joining us. Finally, Bill, the Heisman Trophy, the most publicized trophy in all of athletics, though maybe not the most compelling anymore like it once was. Tua's to win. Anyway, anybody can do anything this weekend, including Kyler Murray, to overcome him. Say Tua goes down or just plays poorly against Georgia, and Kyler Murray goes out there and, and has a nuts game. Or is it still Tua's? He's got this thing locked up. I mean, yeah, that would be the scenario where it happens. If Tua falls on his face and Tyler leads a blowout, then I think it could close the gap. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, I think, is a pretty solid three right now, unless you prefer Travis Etienne. Um, so, yeah, i got to fill out my ballot. I'm going to wait till the last minute because I want to see these games, and, and that's how it should be. But I still think it's Tua, but it's not the, you know, when we talked, when I did that feature like six weeks ago, it was a runaway. It was over. I think it's Tua, but it's a little bit closer. Well, Bill, going to be a great weekend. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Lots to get into. The Bulls are on the corner. Selection Sunday in a different kind of way, and all the Bull games will go out. We'll see how well your Bull projections were this season. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Trent. That sounds good. Thank you so much. You bet. That's Bill Bender joining us from the Sporting News as we talk college football with him. Well, uh, last night, the intrigue was there. I think Bill put it perfectly, though. He put it perfectly when he was talking about just overall what do you go through and you look at the matchups that you see and you look at the difference and what they said between Ohio State and Oklahoma. I, I don't know if there is a path short of 63 nothing, short of 77-10, Ohio State. And, and I don't even know what a fluky win would look like. And that's kind of the scenario I'm trying to generate in my mind is how over Ohio State. Now, we're, of course, going in. Alabama holds serve, Clemson holds serve, Notre Dame's already in in the house. For the fourth spot, and if Georgia falls down and, say, Alabama does blow them out, there's not a whole lot of argument for two-loss Georgia. 
the, the one layer, how do you get the Buckeyes to overcome them? They have the 29-point loss to Purdue on the resume. That's never going away. That is a sting. That is a 6-6 six and six team. Talented team, sure. Pretty good. But they're still 6-6. Six and six. I mean, without that win against Ohio State, they're not even a bowl game. That has to carry weight, and it, I think it carries pretty substantial weight. Oklahoma lost to Texas in a rivalry game. It came down to the wire. Who has the better wins? Okay, I guess. I guess Ohio State because of what they did against Michigan, but that's one week. This has been a fractured Ohio State team for a long time. And you go back to the beginning of the year. We're giving up points to Oregon State. Oregon State stinks. The Beavers, woof. And come on. I don't think there's a realistic path. And again, I'm trying to envision what a fluky win looks like for Oklahoma. Is it, I don't know, three defensive touchdowns? Hey, how about this? Like the Iron Bowl from a few years back, a kick six to win it? Maybe. It's something I, I don't think the path is there. Big Ten fans are going to be disappointed if you're hoping the Buckeyes get there, unless we see upsets, unless we see Texas beat Oklahoma, Alabama blow out Georgia, then, of course, the path is there. But the path I'm talking about is these two teams both winning, Georgia getting blown out. Now, here's another scenario, and Bill brought this up. Georgia wins, Alabama's going to get in. They're, they're in regardless. But how about this? Alabama-Georgia play a great football game, down to the wire. Georgia loses on a last-second play. They lose by a point. They lose 31-30. Comes down to the wire. Tua throws a touchdown on the final play of the game. They win it. Now, Georgia's 11-2 at that point. But the two losses that they have, this is a more complete team, top to bottom. Not as good offensively as Ohio State or Oklahoma, but certainly better defensively. In that case, you gave Alabama a team that has been talked about in the same vein as the great USC teams of earlier this decade, the Nebraska teams of the 1990s, they're being put on that pedestal, and you take them down to the wire, even at 11-2. and two. I know people get hung up on the two versus one, but come on. Don't they deserve to be still in consideration? I know you don't want to see a rematch, and that's what it'd be. It'd be Alabama-Georgia again, three weeks later in the national semifinal. We get Clemson against Notre Dame and the other. But I think you have to think about it. And certainly a less flawed team than both the Buckeyes and the Sooners. Intrigue. We get it. It's been a weird college football season. And you go through and you look just overall. Clear-cut top six teams, I guess you'd say right now in the country. But you go through. Guess how many teams, how many teams out of the five power conferences, the power five, have two losses this year? Two. Michigan and Washington State. That's it. Everybody else has three or more, or they're undefeated one-loss teams. And you're only talking about six teams when you get to that level. It's crazy. You'll have two 10-2 teams from power conferences this year. It's nuts. It's been a nuts year. Oh, before we get out of here, I'm taking a look at what we're going to be watching for tonight. It's college basketball again for me. It's going to be the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Going to get into that certainly a lot more later on here today on the drive. Can the Big Ten get it done? Well, they're tied with the ACC. There's six matchups remaining. So you got to go four and two. So where do the wins come from? 
Well, certainly not Rutgers. They're on the road, and they're an 11.5-point dog against Miami. No shot, right? No. Ohio State, they can get a win. Purdue, they're a dog at Florida State, but they could win that one. Northwestern's favorite against Georgia Tech, by the way. And then you get Carolina-Michigan. Maybe this swinging factor. If if the Big Ten has a chance to win this thing, not tie, not push, but actually win the Big Ten ACC Challenge, might take an upset out of Maryland. The Terps at home against Virginia. UVA, who has looked really good this year. Watch that slugfest with Wisconsin last week. They played at a high level. I like Virginia coming into the year. I got them at a good price on my futures market. I did it because of what happened last year, and I thought the price was a little too low because of what happened, of course, in the opening round of UMBC. Maryland at home? They do that. Going to be getting excited. I think the Big Ten can certainly win this. Talked a lot earlier about, of course, the Iowa win last night and comeback fishing against Pitt. Didn't look great. Got the victory. We'll get into that a little bit more here later on our programs today. That'll do it as we have Jimmy B and TC coming up next. I will stay on the airwaves. Jim Brinson will join me from 1 until 2. And then the drive from 4 until 6 o'clock here on 1700 The Champ. Thanks, everybody out there for listening in. Hey, it's Taz. And I'm the Moose. Join us for our brand new morning show every weekday morning, Taz. That's right, from 5 to 8 a.m. on 1700 The Champ. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. 
Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need some extra cash today? Do you have bad credit or maxed out credit cards? If so, turn your radio up. 57cash.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 50 different lenders. Now you can get a personal loan for up to $5,000 with any type of credit discreetly from your computer or smartphone and with no paperwork to send in. That's right. No paperwork whatsoever. Your cash can hit your bank account as soon as tomorrow, as our lenders have millions of dollars to lend, regardless of your credit history. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income. Go to 57cash.com and you can get the loan you need now, regardless of your credit. Go to 57cash.com from your smartphone or computer to get the cash you need. Visit 57cash.com. Type www.57cash.com directly into the address bar. That's 57cash.com. 57cash.com. No, no, no. Everywhere I go, I hear no. no. It's even November. But not this month. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital, Capital City, City Motor, Motor Company. Company. I'm asking Des Moines to say yes during my yes member sales event. Say yes to a nicer, newer car. Say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your trade. Say yes, yes even if you've had credit problems in the past. Get up to 4500 bucks more than appraised value during yes member. Don't let the others tell you no. We're giving bad credit the bird. <laughs> my one and only for the people credit approval process is like butter. Because we're on a roll, baby. We take out the mess and the stress and just say yes to you so say yes to a nicer newer car say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your old clunker say yes even if you've heard no in the past but hurry this offer ends after the first 75 people gobble up a nicer newer car i'm joe clemens and i'm your dealer for the people come see us at capital city motor company in des moines on east university one block off i-235 on the state fair side call 265-1467 or online at approved by joe.com approved by joe.com www.approvedbyjoe.com this year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote.